0: From Austin, Texas to Essex, England, once again, it is the Slipstream Podcast, episode 002. And uh, James, we've got ourselves a banger. First of all, I'm your host, Andrew Dalton. I've got my man, James Lingfield here, joining me once What's again. What's going on, guys? What is going on? How you doing? Nice to
1: see you. Say hi to your mother for me. You know, say hi to yeah, you. Yeah, Of course. Hi, hi, mom, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> sorry that uh, your son is 21 years old and hasn't got a job but he's got an F1 podcast. He's he's, he's got an F1 podcast. Also, he's... Swings and roundabouts.
0: You know, he goes to Oxford too so like maybe cut him some slack. You know, a little bit.
1: Well, hopefully job is pending after that. You know, give me give me like six months more to be a degenerate unit and then I swear yeah. yeah. You get a little time. I swear, it's coming. You get time.
0: You get till you're 22 to be just an outright degenerate as much as you get it out of your system. And then once you're 22... Hang it up, hang it up. Once you're 22, it's time to join the real world, James. We've got a banger race this weekend. I feel like you know, oh, I feel so like it good. was it was tailor made to uh, the fact that we're starting a podcast. The I think I you know oh, I, I actually yeah. I called. Uh, at the FIA this weekend, spoke to the president, um, <laughs> and actually was skyped into, uh, race control all weekend. And they, they were saying, Hey, oh, listen, yeah,
1: key, listen,
0: Andrew, you, we know that you're starting this podcast, this slipstream stream, and, uh, we're going to do our best to give you, you know, just a crazy race this weekend. Um, just to kind <laughs> of help <clears> kick <throat> it off, christen it as you will with as,
1: as, as if it was some sort of maiden voyage on a ship. And- I am glad because like I, I was thinking back to last season. I was like, God, what if we have to find 45 minutes? Like, let's say we did, we, did, we started this after Sochi last year. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Do you remember when the guy on pole got off the line and then just led for the next hour and a half? <laughs> Wasn't that exciting? Hey, remember but when no, we, <laughs> we, we did not get that? Abu wow. Dhabi, Abu Dhabi is like race. the
0: worst for just like an actual race. You're oh. just like, hey, look at all these cars match their exact predicted pace for 45 laps and you just have to watch it it's like and it's not even and there's yachts but it's like it's just like a bougie it's not like monaco cool monaco is like there's yachts everywhere but like also you might see like kurt russell in the stands or you might you might see like gordon Gordon ramsay with a pit gun for for whatever reason like gordon ramsay is just there just like your pit stops are garbage you're like monaco's cool it's got that kind of prestige about it abu dhabi is just like cheap bougie it's not cheap i shouldn't say cheap but like you know like instagram it's like the instagram influencer of races really there's just it looks
1: looks expensive but there's not really anything of value there you're just do you think that's what went on with Valtteri's pit stops there? Like, so that like Gordon Ramsay, like Valtteri, your pace is shit. <laughs> and like he's, like, he's on the front right trying to work the gun. Yeah, actually, and Gordon um,
0: Ramsay is just like looking over the pit crew's shoulders, like, you're going to cook it like that? And then they're just like, hey, man, this is a pit stop. This is not a kitchen. This is, I think you're in the wrong place. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. You're, you're completely you right know, about that.
1: You know who I think he'd get on well with Gordon Ramsay? Gunter Steiner. Oh, I could see yeah. them to buddies. That yeah. would be that would be a, like a comedy a comedy be willing to watch.
0: I think Gunther's a good cook, man. I bet he's a good cook. I bet he's I bet he's great in the kitchen. You know?
1: Great in the kitchen, but I think if like you speak to him while he's preparing it, he will just fly off the handle. He needs absolute utter stillness and yeah. silence. Yeah. And then it'll cook up like a like a four course like delicacy. Yeah, I could see that. That's actually
0: what Haas needs, is they need some sort of like kitchen nightmare scenario. Where Gordon Ramsay walks into their garage and just starts critiquing everything. Because Haas would be the team, just like Kitchen Nightmares, where Gordon Ramsay shows up and they just keep doing the same shit they've always done, as if Gordon Ramsay will be okay with it. (laughs) They'll just be like, hey, so we only brought two front wings this weekend. What do you think about that? And Gordon Ramsay's like, this, I wouldn't do that to my dog. Okay, like, well, yeah, that's what we got to work <laughs> that, with.
1: That impression is dead on, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's in the room, that's creepy. Yeah,
0: owner, and and it works too, because the owner's a little bit delusional. You know, Gene Haas, a little bit little bit delusional. If you asked him what's going on, he's like, well, you know, this is a great, to eat. so, you know, it, I think there's a lot of parallels there, it could really work. But anyway, back on track, Mercedes looking scared this weekend, and you love to see it. You love to see Mercedes actually on their back foot a little bit, on their heels, kind of having to use their strategy instead of their outright brute strength. And I got to tell you, that's probably my favorite part about the whole weekend was finally approaching a race uh, where Mercedes is not just the outright favorite and they had to actually pull some tricks out of their bag to get it done. And they did. Lewis Hamilton walked a really great tightrope act there where he made his, tire, again, making his tire stretch and making his strategies work and just, and just being a robot. He, we saw a lot of, uh, video of him crossing those track limits on tor- turn four. But the coolest thing I thought about was how he was crossing them the same way every single time. And I'm sure all the drivers were, uh, but just watching him drive is, is amazing. And it's just like a really fun thing to do. But I just liked seeing Toto, like I liked the shots where it cut to Toto and he just was kind of like concerned. You could kind of tell that he was like, okay, well, this is, uh, yeah. a- this isn't our like ideal situation, and uh, he's even on the record as saying that Honda is, has a more powerful engine uh, seemingly than Mercedes this year. So I, it's it's what I like to see. It's kind of what I expected, um, and so yeah. What are your what are your thoughts on that whole deal?
1: I think you could tell that Mercedes were genuinely worried by whenever whenever like Lewis used to win, you'd hear his radio it'd be like very calm from Bollard, like, get in there, Lewis, great drive. But he'd cross the line. It was like, get in there, Lewis. Yes. Yeah. Like they were, they were not I, I actually believe them. They weren't expecting to win that. Yeah. Um is it a I don't know if actually I believe this myself, but do you think it would be reasonable to say that Mercedes actually didn't nail the strategy and that Lewis sort of saved the strategy by, I mean, he, he was on his first in hards for, you know, a very short time that that didn't seem intentional. Mm-hmm. And then he was left out on his second stint for so long. Yeah. You know, I, I almost feel like that that was far more Lewis winning that race rather than the the strategists. Yeah. You know, like like the, and I think to that, it's almost like do you know what the phrase "bottling" is? It's a very like English phrase. Yeah. What's sort of like like choking. Yeah. You know, he. I, I was surprised that he wasn't. He had such a pace differential for so long, and then he got within sort of two seconds, and he couldn't close it anymore. And then yeah. obviously that's partly down to things like dirty air and and temperature and things like that. But but did he gun it too hard? Did he get overexcited? Did he and not manage his battery or something like that? Are you talking about it, Max? It seemed like this. Max, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it it seemed like he should have won that, and I don't quite understand why he didn't. I think Mercedes. I think
0: I don't think it was necessarily like they didn't stick to their strategy. I think they were just kind of seeing what stuck, and I think they probably made some calls. I I don't have you know conclusive proof of this, but it feels like just watching they made some calls during the race to try to keep Red Bull uh, behind them, try to find the advantage wherever it could. They undercut. Uh, and pulled off that undercut which is crucial at Bahrain anyway and they probably were already you know expecting to have to execute an undercut at some point but it was either Lewis or or, uh, Max to go in first and I forget which at which pit stop it was but Lewis had him by I think Lewis was uh, they were within two seconds of each other uh, max mm-hmm. and lewis and they had to they had to execute the undercut at some point um but at the end there i know that they they really just ran max's energy dry i mean basically what they were doing is just trying to run him ragged it happened and it worked uh when max actually had to overheat his tires uh going for that last undertake i believe it was right after he had to give the position back so i mean he basically used up his tires because they were both all you know, just on the bleeding edge with those things, um, mm. those last few, ra- those last few laps. So I think it was a, I think it was a deal where he just ran out of juice. Yeah, a dirty air, a lot of those things. Um, but yeah, strategy wise, I think they were just trying to call some shots during the race and figure out what worked. They just looked. It was just n- nice, kind of seeing them, you know, kind of bustle about, and, <laughs> and instead of just being like, oh, ah, yeah. we're. We're 10 seconds out this time, but I I, you, I don't think you could have asked for a better, like closing three laps. That was incredible. Closing five.
1: Oh, no. That was uh, so good.
0: Whatever. But the fact that he was, you know, Max was able to come back after that pit stop and catch up to him like that, I think kind of shows what's going on with Honda. I would have liked to have seen more. I'm a little disappointed in the Alphatari cars and the fact that they weren't able to really kind of showcase. Yeah, I mean, Yuki... Debuts P nine, um, yeah. but Gasly uh, had that incident. I believe it was with Seb or some somebody like that. Uh, was it with Seb? I think it was.
1: I don't know. I thought it was Ferraris, wasn't it? I was thought, it? I was it a Ferrari? He lost his wing. I want to say it's Seb. I think I it mean, was. Seb, Seb was nowhere near the front
0: for for a long time. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't matter. Gasly, yeah, Gasly lost his front wing, and so he was just kind of recovering the whole time um but yeah i th- you know great weekend great race all around um you know i'm gonna have to to honda fanboy again this episode and just talk about how impressed i am with just the fact that it just the red bull appears to have the faster engine this year uh you know it just looks like they have the faster engine
1: yeah. i'm just
0: excited by that because i haven't seen it in the time that i've been a fan of the sport uh so you know i think they're I think their car looks great. I think uh I think they paid for what they got. I think they're getting what they paid for with with Checo. Uh you know pit lane to P- P5 is a pretty cool thing. Uh and kind of the underrated story of the weekend even though he did get driver of the day really not yeah. mentioned a lot, but he started from the pit lane, ended P5 and it was kind of like a secure grand prix redo in a way just coming back yeah. from from dead last and uh you know it was just neat seeing seeing that happen um and i think that's exactly what red bull paid for uh, that's what they're getting with him i think that's why they went with somebody like him and in seeing their car now in their package now you can kind of tell that they probably knew what kind of a car they were going to have. And they needed to exploit that car with that second seat as much as possible instead of having somebody that might be a bit of a gamble this season.
1: Yeah. Uh I think it would have been really cool to see because at the moment it it's very much set up as Max versus Lewis, and then by sort of by implication, then Fowteru versus Checo. Yeah. And I think it would have been interesting to see who'd have won that fight. Um Barca's had like a very forgettable race. You know, he was, he was away behind the top two. Yeah. Um, But actually, when he crossed the, the, when he took the check flag, his engineer said sort of, sorry for letting you down on the pit stops, but your pace was good enough to have won that. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't know. Is that his engineer being kind? I don't know. But I mean, looking at his pure, just like average lap time, Mm -hmm. he was second today, uh, Sunday, sorry. And then obviously that's partly Caused by him coming in at the end, you know, doing some faster laps at the end, but his, his overall pace was quite good. Um, I think his season is going to be sacrificed a bit this season. I think he's going to be used as a strategical pawn. Oh, no doubt. A bit, no doubt. Uh, which is a shame, you know, cause I, I don't think he's a bad driver and I would like to see him like have a fair shot. Imagine if all four of the the Red Bull and the Merc drivers were genuinely challenging for wins, um, but uh, I couldn't see that. For me, I think it, both teams will prioritize Max and Lewis. Oh Understand yeah, that? no
0: no doubt. I mean, they're they're gonna prioritize them, but I think when it comes down to it, if something happens in a race or one of those drivers uh, are faster than Max or Lewis, they're gonna they're gonna exploit that. I think at the end of the day, Checo's a better driver than than Bottas. I gotta say. I think he's, I just think he's a better driver. Probably. I, I, I just, I, I like, I like his odds more for some reason. Just, just Checo uh, versus Bottas. If that was and if it was a spec one V one, just all things being equal. I think, I think Checo, you know, wins that most of the time. Uh, Bottas yeah. with a really unimpressive race. That was just 38 seconds behind something like that. Um. Let me see. Yeah just all yeah. there, really? Thirty-seven
1: I mean, seconds behind he, uh, Lewis. I mean, obviously, that was you know partly because of the the pissed off at the end to get the fast slap and the yeah stop ten point yeah, nine seconds
0: first or second. Yeah, yeah, second pissed off ten that point is, nine seconds, which is crazy. That is
1: really bad luck. That's really Valtteri. bad. He
0: got a he had another uh, bad one. A lot of parallels with Secure last year because his mm. uh, you know he's he's watching it, it, the last two races if you catch if you count last season he's getting botched pit stops all the time uh that's got to be pretty frustrating kind of like two two races in a row <laughs> so it's, like, yeah, hey it's like what
1: what is it with Sakir Yeah and, and mercedes who think, are normally it's so weird because they are not normally impeccable you know the pit yeah. stops are not the, they're really the fastest on the grid but they are solid well actually you say that i mean Valtteri's uh first stop was lightning, wasn't it? It was really quick. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the second stop was so bad that it just competed yeah. throughout the race. I think is the the gap might have been exaggerated because if I'm so far behind the top two and so far ahead of the guy in fourth, I'm not gonna kill myself, I'm not gonna really push the engine. Because obviously, yeah. you know, yeah, you can only use so many engines through a season, it's not worth adding sort of an extra 2 or 3% of wear to the engine when you could just wait and, and chill out and take that that
0: third spot. Yeah, and you know that if you're also an avid player of the F1 2020 game. <laughs>
1: yes, of course.
0: <laughs> of you get, course. You get to and China and your engine's flamed out. You're like, this is the third race of the season. I don't know what's going on. This is...
1: The thing, you, you may as well just pedal at that point. <laughs> when you just Well, actually, speaking of the F1 game... um, the F1 game brings up a very interesting question in terms of track limits. Yeah. Which of course was a hot topic at Sakir. What did you um what did you make of that? I don't you know, I I'm one of the ones I don't think it was
0: really a, as big of a deal as we made out to be. I think people just like to see controversy and drama on Twitter and stuff like mm-hmm. that as they are want to do. But the simple fact is that everyone was crossing those track limits all day. Uh, not just Lewis. Um, Every single driver was exploiting those. Uh, Lewis was going, the difference between Lewis and everybody else was, you know, when he got called for at lap 27 or whatever, he was going about a foot or two to the left farther than everybody else. But everybody was still crossing those track limits and Max crossed them in in the middle of an overtake. So, which is clearly you're gaining an, uh, an advantage on another car on track, not necessarily a time advantage because everybody was was doing that. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't think it was a big deal. I think, uh, there may have been some like perceived like perceptions where people, you know, they're changing mid rules, mid mid race, but they really weren't. They set that in the, in the driver's meeting Friday with everybody. So I, you know, it's, I don't think it was a big deal. I think you hear a lot of like talk back on the radio, uh, from drivers that will question things in the moment. And sometimes somehow that'll like spin off into drama on, on the Twitterverse. But I didn't. I didn't think it was a big deal. I, I don't think it was a big deal at all. Don't you know? One one person was overtaking, and one person wasn't at the same corner. So that's all it is.
1: I guess. I guess then I. I wonder just why. Why was it that Lewis got? Uh, why was Lewis taking such a wide line than everyone else? Uh, I don't know whether that was like a purposeful thing or or or. And then also, why was Lewis showing the black and white flag? Was it purely because they felt like they were? Yeah. Pushing the track it's too far.
0: I'm not sure what the black and white flag thing was. Uh, I know that Lewis is a he pushes. He pushes limits. I mean, a lot of those guys do. Obviously, yeah. you're you're in a rocket ship, so you have to. But like, he is a guy that will push, kind of like push up on the on the roll, walls of the rules and kind of see where those limits are. You're talking about a guy that like went out of the pit lane to to do a like a practice start in Russia last year, which is like or it, was it Russia where he did that? Uh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Where Valtteri won. Because Lewis had that that whole uh, time penalty that he had to serve into the pits, and it's like, well, why you know, why do you even have to do that, man? Oh, there's a, there's extra rubber in the pit box. It's Like, yeah, because that's where you practice your starts at. But for some reason, he was just like, I think I'm going to go out here on track where like any one of these cars coming weird. out of the pit lane could just destroy me. Well, I'm trying to do a practice start. So I, I think he just does that from time to time. He's a weird dude. I think he's he's probably a pretty weird dude where you like try stuff and you're just like, Hey man, what are you doing? But he's like, you know, the Kanye I West mean, like- of race drivers. So he just kind of does stuff. You're just like, All right, well, well I guess it's like his music career. Have you ever had Lewis Hamilton sing? Uh I try not to being a musician myself I, I i really don't need to that's fine I, I you know what i'm fine with lewis hamilton the race driver i I really don't need lewis hamilton the musician you know because it's, it's kind of it's it's just okay. not going to be the same <laughs> hey, i'm i'm no, all that- for people pursuing hobbies and doing things that make them happy knock yourself out uh i just don't i don't i don't need the it's just, I don't think it's going to be the same quality as Lewis, the race driver. Like Lewis, the musician, like,
1: hey, man, it's fine. Have, have, could, have your he's fun. Cool. He can literally do anything he wanted and just pull it off. That's just Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Like, you know, he's so just ice cold and, and cool and fashionable in anything he does. Yeah. And he's not, for the record, like, I have no professional musical opinion. I thought he was fine. You know, not, not great, not like... The 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 best thing I can say to him, my friend played it for me a while ago. Yeah. So what do you think of this? I was like, yeah, it's decent. He was like, Oh, that's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Like if I'd have heard that on the radio, I'd just presumed it was any sort of other pop song. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is, oh, it's you know it's fine.
1: I'm a little am I a little
0: salty because I had to, you know, build my music career from scratch and learn how to do it from scratch without millions and millions of dollars. A little bit. A little bit. i a little bit <laughs> little, Very well, so but, um, Look, am I a little vindictive that, you know, uh, multi millionaires, almost billionaires get to, you know, just kind of like a, a grandfather in a little bit of a side music career that has uh, already in one week grossed more than I ever will in my entire life?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I'm <laughs> a little bit. Uh, of, co- of, course not, of course. Of course. Not. Of course. You know, it's crazy hearing like celebrities it had, but like, I never knew. So I'm a, I'm, Obviously, we come from sort of different generations. I never knew Mark Wahlberg was a rapper. That's like a crazy thing. We do come for, from different generations, man. That's insane. Like, I was like, Marky Mark, who the hell is that? Yeah, I, I thought it was like a wind up, like a, like a, like a sketch on a show. Yeah, I listened to it like, good lord, this is terrible. <laughs> Early nineties, really baby. not good. It didn't. Yeah, that nineties, nineties rap was was something. If it wasn't, if it wasn't good in nineties rap. It was terrible. Yeah, it was so sure. eye-wateringly bad. Yeah, but then anyway, welcome to the welcome to the Slipstream podcast where we discuss Formula One and nineties rap. Oh man, let's do the, it, dude! I watched
0: lion. the. Uh, let's let's cover it all, baby. Hey, welcome to the Slipstream. We're gonna talk about Formula One and nineties rap, and also bringing back the Jasmine Rice theme from last week. No, oh uh, we, we'll, yeah, we'll keep I that. <laughs> we'll keep the Jasmine Rice in next week. I uh, I listened to or watched the Biggie documentary, the Notorious Big. Uh, a documentary on Netflix last night. That was great. Oh, I, what's it called? I, I don't know if it's streaming. It was amazing. It was amazing because any documentary that's like really well done like that, they'll have you know the the, the producers and the thing and the the guys that they worked with back in the day, and they'll they'll enter anytime anybody is has a documentary like that where it's like about somebody that, you know, was like iconic status in the art world and the music world. They'll always have like with musicians, they'll have like one old like jazz guy. That's always just like, yeah, I I met notorious B.I.G. and here's how, here's how his rhyme style works. And there's just like this old jazz guy talking about how Biggie raps with the same cadence of like a bebop jazz drummer. And then they like put a bebop drummer and then B.I.G., next to each other and then like overlaid his rap of, of just like him in a radio station just freestyling over like a bebop jazz drum solo and you're just like oh that's so cool man <laughs> okay i would never even heard so like anytime you can see a documentary highly recommend it because it'll make you look at an artist that you've heard hundreds of times in just a completely new light it's great they should have uh they should have more there needs to be more hip hop in racing. I don't know about you, but when like I play the F1 game and even in our league races that we do, especially in qualifying, I will listen to the shit out of hip hop while I'm driving and it's the greatest thing it's just like no you're just invincible. You're just like, "Okay, well, I'm listening <laughs> I'm listening to NWA and driving 200 miles an hour. Like, I don't think anything gets better than this." And I I think it really does add like 3 tenths to my pace. Every lap, like three,
1: at least three tenths to my pace. But but then the difficulties when like your your blood is like pumping, you've got like like Kendrick, and you're you're like I'm invincible, and then you go for a dive bomb like seven tenths behind <laughs> someone, and then that's the end race. Yeah, I that actually, is the, uh, the, the One of the saddest things I have is in my league races, I try and time it so like when the the lights go out, the the solo from the chain is on like the old classic formula 1 song. Yeah. Like the wait that was that in the US coverage as well? I don't think so. Like, oh, you know oh, the chain was... match. Oh, uh, that used to be the... that's on the checkered flag podcast. These that... Yeah, that, that was the old like if you used to tune into the BBC in like the 90s yeah. to watch formula 1. That was like the intro music. It was oh, so cool. Well, that's oh, that's cool cuz that, yeah they make it the intro music for the checkered flag the BBC checkered
0: flag podcast. So that's that's cool. I didn't know that. Oh, still. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Um, I think Jillian Palmer Palmer is a host on that, and uh, a few others, if I'm not mistaken. Don't maybe name names, but that's a good one. That's a really good one. That's an actual like BBC. If you have to get your Formula One news, yeah. If you have to get your Formula One news, get it from us, but then also get it from the BBC. But like us first,
1: like you know, because obviously. I actually ghosted um Jordan Palmer. I taught him how to cart, so you know, oh, I basically. Oh, dude, that's yeah, crazy. I, I, actually, seriously, uh, yeah. I know my my childhood uh, best friend. Shout yeah. out, Owen. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think his uncle taught Lewis Hamilton how to cart, uh, which is really cool. Like, or like one of the people that taught him how to cart. Yeah. And he never taught because he, he hates Formula One. He's like, "What's the point of this?" And then he he only told me sort of in passing. Like it wasn't a big deal. I was like, like, "What?" Like, like imagine like your uncle taught, I don't know, Michael Jackson how to dance. That's the equivalent of what you just said to me. And He was like, "Yeah, it's just whatever. It's just go karts isn't it?" Like, what? Yeah, this is Hugh's uh, uncle? Uh, my mate's uncle.
0: Your friend's uncle. Uh, That's crazy. I,
1: I, yeah, I'm pretty sure one of, uh, and and he yeah he did. I feel like, like
0: if he taught Lewis Hamilton how to do that. He's owed some money at some point. He should he should get
1: mm, a million or two, it, you know. His name was Nigel Manson, man man man, man Yeah. No, oh it yeah, no, that's uh, who
0: I'm ghostwriting for, actually. That's with the mustache. I'm just you know, ghost you know, ghost ghostwriting <laughs> oh, yeah, for Nigel you Mansell. Oh Nigel Mansell. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what that's what I'm going for, really. Just Nigel Mansell cosplay at this point. I'm gonna actually put <laughs> How, I'm trying to put uh this is our first episode with with video, by the way. Uh so welcome, welcome to the slipstream YouTube world. Uh but I'm I wanna put hey. I'm gonna put Nigel Mansell's FW 14B up here, the 92, uh up behind. That's gonna oh, be my backdrop. Cool. Um that's my fa- I think that's my favorite classic Carmen.
1: Na- Nigel Mansell Nigel Mansell's uh Nigel Mansell has to be the title of this podcast. Surely. There's no way it can't be. <laughs> Just change episode it. two, Nigel Mansell's cosplay. Let's re-bra- rebrand it. How have we gone to like like from, oh, I think the Honda power unit is looking really good to like, I would classify as natural Mansell. Dude, that's, that's
0: just the natural, it's like a podcast is like a river, you know? And yeah, yeah to really enjoy the river, you got to let go of the sides and just float, just float. Exactly. Maybe. Just let go, get yourself on a good inner tube uh, or like a race, get yourself on a good set of rubber, you know, and just enjoy the exactly. river, just float down the Hell river, yeah. you know? And so that's, that's really what it's all about. But no, but uh, yeah, back to the, the Grand Prix, the Grand Prix, the Bahrain Grand Prix. Uh, Grand Prix. Yeah, man, uh, a lot of really cool moments. Uh, I guess if we're going down the grid, Lando P4 is uh, really solid, so man. So good.
1: So good. He really good. He, he so was good. actually like my, my, a bit unpopular. He was my driver of the day if I'd have picked. Yeah. Because like obviously Checo. They had a great comeback drive, but he's in the best car on the grid. Yeah. You know, if we'd have put, if we'd put Lewis or Bottas in that situation last season, we'd have expected about then. Yeah. But with, because uh, McLaren told uh, Ricardo when Checo was behind him, sort of do what you can to hold him up yeah. because we're worried he get, he get Norris and he didn't hold him up for very long, but he was no threat to Norris whatsoever. Yeah. He he made his move to start. It was a really mature drive from Lando, you know, uh, like uneventfully mature, Uh, and I think that's a way like he's known as like the Joker and and the laugh and the young kid, and that's fine. But I think there's a point with young drivers like that where you have to. I say, grow up! I'm sure he does take it seriously, but do you know what I mean? And I think this was almost like a a bit of a coming of age. Drive from Lando because if he yeah. can come in and take those P4s, P5s, P6s every week, yeah, you know, he will then look like a top driver. Yeah, I think we all expected when when Ricardo came in for him to, to dominate Lando. Um, yeah, and I, I <laughs> one second, I I, I,
0: I closed my dog in this room or my roommate's dog, not even knowing that she was in here. So, hold on. Okay. <laughs> that's why I know it's one.
1: Dun, 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 Dun. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That's what. And I presume this is going to be. Cut, no, absolutely right?
0: not. Let's keep. Let's oh, not. Keep the oh, dogs.
1: damn. I, 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 <laughs> I was just jobs, riffing like, oh, like, uh, like some like elevator music, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, I in no, just really That's a that, That's an Easter egg, yeah. There you go. that.
0: I got up to let her out of the room, and I realized that my right foot is asleep, so I just hobbled to uh, the door over here, just trying not to shatter my ankle, you know, just
1: <laughs> yeah, that, in that the middle have of a been, podcast, like. If you catch that on camera, then we're yeah. going viral straight away. Yeah, so. I
0: really do. I really do think that's that's what would happen. Um, I would actually, I would keep going. I would muscle through, you know, because... Hell yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, sport, motorsport, it's about endurance. All right. And it's about, you know, keeping a calm head, you know, and it's about recovering well, from mistakes. Really.
1: Actually, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I had it. I wanted to tear my hair out in the week because I, uh, I was debating with my friend. Like I saw a tweet, I said, Lewis Hamilton is the... Number one like active UK athlete. And I sent it to my friends at home and they were like, no, he's not. You're not an athlete. Like F1 isn't a sport. Bullshit. Bullshit. How is, how is, how is F1 not sport, man? Don't. don't. All like, oh, you, do, oh, you do is drive a car. It's like not a fucking Voxel Corsa, is it? Okay, go, like, do it.
0: go do it. Go do it.
1: Go do it. Yeah, go on then, mate. You get tired From people- just
0: driving a normal car for three hours.
1: <laughs> what makes you think so, you wouldn't so there- get tired you know yeah for that's the record, f- none of the, none of those people have a driver's license oh well so, they don't you know it doesn't exactly are yeah. they, do
0: they not have a driver's license because they're too young to have a driver's license
1: they are of age have a driver's license
0: okay they just don't so, okay well then their opinion hey listen james dope. friends who said that your opinions don't count unless you get a driver's license you can't have opinions exactly. about cars unless you're licensed to drive them you know and about so, anything yeah i mean if it, yeah, if I was a dictator, you need a you need a driver's license to vote. Yeah, Listen, so James, friends, get on the level, okay? Get on the just get your act together. Oh okay? yeah, no, I, I, I yeah I don't buy that at all. I you know, and of course you have friends that will be like, oh, it's not a sport, it's not a sport. It very much is a sport. That's cool. If it's not a sport eat a double cheeseburger and some fries and then go do 20 laps in a 700 horsepower ATO2 or whatever the hell, you know, it's just like, try to go do it. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Go do it. People just talk, man. They just say that stuff. I'm a lifelong golfer and golf is one of the hardest sports known to man, but it's, it's a sport. It's definitely a sport. Like it's, you're using your body. I think anything where you use your body to achieve a, a goal you know, in the in the middle of competition, that's going to be a sport to some extent. You know, yeah. Just because you're not like running at other people full clip and colliding with them
1: does not mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. Just because you're not I like, mean, you know, yeah. Like like competitive that I think, is a sport. You know, the amount of physical, I guess, strength maybe isn't the word, but like yeah. physical capabilities i think esports are a sport yeah now this is probably where a, a generational thing comes in but i think it's definitely a sport I, like you need so much you need so much like physical mechanical skill you do so i don't see the you do difference need mechanical like, skill you're right about that and then what's the difference in like esports and like snooker which is definitely a sport, or darts which is, i don't you know, a sport i don't know or, i think those are
0: kind of probably all on the same level um, but it's definitely esports is not a sport in the sense that actual driving, it's a sport. I would say, I would yeah, say it's okay. very, it's very, if you want to call it a sports sport, cause it's competition, but I, I definitely think you're pushing your luck, you know, with, uh, you know, cause like actual driving, you're talking about multiple G's every, every single, I mean, every single turn, if you actually kind of break it down and think about how, like how, I mean, they're locked into that seat, but, your, your body is basically just, you know, every single lap just doing this and you can't just kind of go with it. You have to like hold yourself in place. So it's like that's why you when you cut to like a photo of these guys if they're you changing or training or whatever and they just they essentially just look like if a cheetah didn't have a shirt on, you know, just like they <laughs> just they just they're just like very much like lean. The body type is like lean and just nothing but muscle. Just you have to have some muscle on you, but they're not like jacked. They're not really I can't really think of a driver on the grid, that's like jacked. Uh, pa- uh, uh, actually, like most of them have like really small legs, which is surprising because I feel like you need to have a lot of like leg power. And I guess they do in the inside those those small little legs. But like you got to have a lot of power for the brakes and stuff like that. So that's that's surprising. yeah. I
1: I can't think. I, I've always found like I mean, who might to, to to argue? But like Bottas, I've always felt of all of them, he's the one that like least looks like an athlete yeah obviously he must be I mean, i've never seen like kimmy raikkonen recently uh shirtless yeah but i think that'd be really cool
0: to see a guy like kimmy he seems seems like the stockiest maybe i'm sorry to cut you off there um he Mm -hmm. seems he seems like the stockiest kimmy does uh definitely the most ice cold if you're if you're going Hell yeah! Did I love his approach, man? <laughs> How was your race this Speak- weekend, Kimmy? was like, well, uh, we we race. It was a car, and uh, you know, it was fine. It was fine. I race, and I got tenth place.
1: Which I by the bored. by the
0: way, Alfa Romeo strong showing this weekend.
1: Yes, I I think of all the teams, like they were the ones that impressed me the most. Yeah, you know, they weren't. They looked like a midfield car. You yeah, know? Uh, and and what's a good sign i would think from especially from the first race about the car is that both drivers looked pretty much equal which yeah. really means that the machinery is quite yeah, reliable and consistent and um i think i think they could when I mean, we, we put them I, I put them eighth you put them ninth last week right I believe no um, i put them let's see what i put them at Where i pretty put sure them? I got you my notes williams? here williams for uh, jumping? i thought you said
0: did put them ninth you're right yeah i did hot now they look i'm underestimating them i'm under i'm on i'm underestimating them this year you know i think uh you know ferrari's got a good engine they got a good engine this year double points finish for ferrari uh haas is just a a shit show so that you no amount of good engine can can just you can't put a ferrari engine in a in a washing machine and just be like oh well this will this will score points so and essentially that Haas car is basically a washing machine it's the same kind of it's the same color as a Maytag you know it's it's basically it's just a Maytag on wheels <laughs> uh and then you got a couple basically. of rookies okay. uh but yeah uh, to, to Alfa Romeo. they they look great Giovinazzi was consistent um if he can deliver uh that sort of consistency week in and week out uh or 3 weeks at a time the way the F1 schedule goes uh, he's going to score some points this year. He's going to he's going to do he's going to have a lot better of a season than he did last year. Um, especially if they got a car that can actually do the job. So not only does that, that car look good, it looks like, it looks pretty promising. Um it looks like it was able to deliver racking up in the midfield or at least close to it. So that was nice. It was nice seeing them up there. Uh I liked seeing Lance Stroll in P10. I liked seeing him kind of delivering especially the first stint. Uh he looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh but yeah man, everything else pretty predictable. Um, I think Ferrari are definitely going to end up out delivering what I probably predicted them to do which is you love to see it. You want to see yeah. you just always want to see Ferrari do well because they just they're the first team. <laughs> they're just like the but, oldest but, team. But,
1: was it Seb that said everyone's a Ferrari fan? I mean yeah. we I, I, I wouldn't call myself a fan of any of the drivers or the mm-hmm. teams. You know I i want every race to be excited and apart from that I don't care. Yeah. I don't really care who wins. Yeah, But F1 isn't F1 without Ferrari. Yeah. Scoring wins, scoring podiums, you know. Yeah. I think their first win they get like whenever that comes is going to be so good. Um so so good. Yeah, it's going to um, be like Tiger Woods
0: I, I, coming back and winning the Masters.
1: Yeah, I I'd love to Claire to be given a car because I think the next the future of F1 um people are very much saying you know it's it's Verstappen to, yeah. to dominate. And I don't think that's wrong at all. Um but I think Charles has that capability to be right up there. Yeah. And I think that could be a real titanic battle is Charles versus Max. Obviously, you got Russell. Um, if Gasly can, can get a great car under him, you know, don't count him out. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the Young's had in F1 right now. is so excited. Leclerc, you, I... keep, you can carry this up. Maybe you can even count him in yeah what's going to be
0: interesting is i feel like schumacher and yuki are pretty comparable talent talent wise and seeing yuki accomplish what he will be able to with this ATO 2 package versus uh mick in the haas and having to see him struggle like that which isn't fun you don't want to see anybody do that you wouldn't wish yeah. it on anybody except for Nikita Mazepin. But which, uh, she a pin. which yep. by the way, dude, <laughs> I think I feel like at some point Mazepin, let's let's just cut him a little. Let's let's just cut him a little slack. Let's let's just give him. Let's let him go. You know, let's let's. He gets, <laughs> you almost feel bad for him because he gets, like, even the commentators are just like, Mazus Ben. Ha 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 ha. He's like, oh man. Like, oh, every, yeah. He's almost, it's almost like they are playing him to be the villain, I guess. I want, I, I'm always a person that try to, tries to differentiate between what reality is and what's being presented in the media because I think media always has its own agenda. And if you're not being wary of that in 2021, you know, you're kind of, half your foot's out at the door and you don't really know what's going on um but at the same time there's obvious reasons why he gets so much flack but you yeah. just there's so much <laughs> just nobody likes him man there's not nah. a single person that's like you know what i like to get a base it's just like oh man i feel like it's one of those things where being in that car <laughs> will just be punishment enough for him just this year <laughs> it's just like I, he's got to drive a haas. Like oh well, yeah, it's, um, he doesn't need any more flack from anybody. Kid, yeah.
1: <laughs> Have you ever seen that video of um, Gordon Ramsay with the way he treats kids and the way he treats adults? I feel like that was everyone when like mixed fun. Yeah, but, and then everyone went like Mazapin's fun. Yeah, Mick's fun. Like, oh no, Mick, get up! It's all right, man. Which is notable. Mazapin, uh,
0: which is notable. Up. They were both slippery coming out of turn three, right there. They they both got yes. squirrely and both lost their throttles and just kind of pinned it a little too soon. Um, which I would. I would. I would, I would uh, expect that from Maza I don't think, I don't know if he's. I honestly don't know if he deserves to be an F one yet. I just don't. I, I think it'll, it'll be a few races before I'm able to be like, oh yeah, he, he deserves a seat. I know Mick Schumacher deserves a seat, and I didn't necessarily expect him to kind of pin it, uh, in that car this weekend. So like, it was kind of interesting to see both of them spinning that car, and uh, Lord knows what's going on, if, especially if they haven't worked on that car much. Uh, And if they're still having the same suspension issues that they had last year that last year, they had a lot of suspension overheating issues where it would just, yeah, the suspension would just be at risk of just falling off of the car. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so I, if they still got that stuff going on, who knows what's going on with those power issues, but two rookies in the car, both spin out one crashes out, not the best start for Haas, uh, but they kind of had to probably expect that hiring too two yeah. rookies to go in a car that's definitely I, last.
1: I I think it'll be very interesting actually on on Mazepin. So uh, we we were planning on getting to this last episode is sort of just general hot takes we had and one of mine was that Mazepin will not race every race for Haas this year. Really. And whether that's because he gets removed mid-season or he gets a race ban or like he gets covid or something. Yeah. Um you know, ev- everyone has covered the issues behind Mazapin, what he's done off track, um, which is, you know, I, I don't feel we can add much more to that. But I think what will be fascinating is, one, what happens if he does something else? Yeah. Uh, and two, how long like this we say no to Mazepin carries on for? Because like, like if he if he actually ends up beating Mick this season and then the has package is quite good for next year and he ends up doing quite well... Mm-hmm. You know, if Mazepin is in F1 sort of five, six, seven years and he's a solid midfield driver, will people, do you, do you think people forget about this? Or, or do you think, um, do you, do you think his
0: career is almost ruined already? I don't, I don't think it's ruined already. And I think if he cleans up uh, just as, I mean, if he just acts like a professional athlete, not like the, and not like the kid from John Wick that John Wick chases down in a spa. Remember that like Russian kid? There was like a Russian oligarch son that John Wick uh, chases down. And it basically is like the real, it was like the John Wick version of Nikita Mesapin where he's like having to like, exactly. The same, go, yeah. And if he just doesn't act like that guy and, uh, and, and tries to, you know, and not tries, I think he is putting in the work, but like if he puts in the work, I think, yeah, he's got a career ahead of him. I think he's kind of, he has to learn. I think people forget how young these kids are, you know, and, and, uh, there's a lot of expectation going on to him, but at the end of the day, his dad's a billionaire and he's young. (laughs) And and so I think, I think there's expectations uh, to be a professional athlete. I think they're rightly placed, but at the end of the day, people have to realize and remember that these people are human beings and they're gonna, they're gonna act like what happened with the, you know? They're gonna act like they what well, they are, which are products of their uh, environment. And if you're a rich kid yeah. that grows up driving race cars, you're probably gonna be a little bit of a brat. And I'm surprised that Lance Stroll isn't more of one, right? He's just kind of like an
1: exception. Right? <laughs> like it's just like I, I think I think Lance Stroll that's incredibly likable. Yeah. He's he's he yeah. a very very like likable person. Yeah. there's this weird um, there was this weird like. So, for the record, I I hate F1 Twitter. Like F1 Twitter is very, uh, just, just like focuses on like the 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 menial parts of the sport. Yeah. But I did see an F1 tweet that was like an unpopular opinion that Lance is a more likable person than Lando. Obviously, we don't we don't know the two people. No. Um. I, but off the track, Lando seems to be one of the most liked people on the grid. Yeah. But I sort of understand what they mean, in that Lando has like this almost. I say arrogance. If I was an F1 driver, I would be the most arrogant, disliked person on yeah, the planet. Because yeah. What, what are you going to say to me? I'm a multi-billionaire, Formula yeah. One driver. Yeah. But um, Lance is, for, for his upbringing, a really grounded kid. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that sort of the the daddy's cash, uh, criticism to Christmas, that he doesn't belong in F1, seem to have faded now. I think most believe that he deserves that seat. And actually, we haven't really spoken about it. Yeah. Uh, but his performance in on sunday looks really good now when you look at that uh Aston Martin which really does not look good it doesn't look all, as good as,
0: i don't think it it just i don't think it just showed how i think they've got a good car i think they're probably going to need to take the first five races to figure out what the hell's going on with it. I think it's kind of driving like a two by four at this point, and not like a, all, a two yeah. by you know four wheel drive, but like an actual oh, plank like, of wood. <laughs> like it's just it feels like they're just oh, it's, it's just kind of driving like a plank something. of wood. It's long. It is a long car. Uh, it's it's like a it, yacht out there. Like you're watching that for some reason that Aston Martin looks so much linkier. It's like the minute bowl of race car race cars. It just looks like so big. And it's, it's like it's like the ever given ship
1: of yeah. the Formula One grid.
0: It really is. It and it's got for the for a Mercedes engine, it's it's a lot. It just feels like a lot longer than the Williams. Like if you if you kind of flip back and forth between looking at the Williams, I think their wheelbase is a little shorter. Um, so I don't know what the strategy is uh, going into the season with making that car so long. I'm not a aerodynamicist. Apparently, they know what they're doing. Uh, but like you know, it just se- it just looks really long. It's like a long car. So I think they yeah. probably have a little, little bit of a, a learning curve on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to that topic, yeah, I you know, I don't think Maza Pen's season is ruined. I don't, I don't think. I just think he's a he's a billionaire's kid that drives race cars and he's gonna have to learn, yeah, how to be a professional athlete because it's it is true. I, I while I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a mob person in any way. Uh, if somebody's not a, a likable person um it really doesn't affect me that much i, I really yeah. don't care to be honest because at the end of the day i'm not watching racing bec- to see who's the most likable i'm watching it to see who's the fastest I, I don't watch a movie to to see who's the most likable actor on screen i'll watch it because they're good at acting you know so it's like I, yeah, yeah. my interface with them is the thing they offer to the rest of the world and outside of that it's kind of hearsay but so but yeah i i just think he has to learn how to be a race driver. I think there's definitely all that being said. There's definitely a, expectations that you need to live up to, because whether you like it or not, there are a lot of kids. Because I I can't I I really don't care about the influence you have on adults, but there are kids watching always. There's yeah. kids watch, watching shiny race cars, and they're gonna pay attention to how you act on and off track. Especially now with kids having so much access to information and be, being able to know what's going on with you off track a lot easier. You really do need to watch what you say and do and i think he just didn't i don't you know the kids in a bubble you know that kid is lives in a bubble anybody with that much access to resources and a family that like that a russian oligarch you don't live in the real world dude you live in like yeah you literally your house looks like disneyland so it's like it's not like you know it's (laughs) not like he's gonna know immediately and i i'm sure he's got like just teams and coaches around them just being like, Hey man, you can't, we got to cut out the, like, you, you just can't be like groping people on Instagram, even, even if that's your friend, like you can't. Yeah. 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 You know? So uh. it's, 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 I think it is what it is. I think it's, it's a, it's a billionaire brat and it's got to learn how to be a professional athlete. And if you can't then bye-bye, you know, cause it, there really is too much at stake, but at the end of the day, likability uh, it talks a lot less than money does. So he's, I think he's got a spot at the end of the day. Um, but I just think he needs to learn,
1: (laughs) just kind of pay attention to where he's at. You know, I think if he does one more serious thing, he's out. I think then, then the hash position will be untenable. Yeah. Uh, because then, I mean, maybe I'd say casual fans of the sport might not have followed, might not, or might not have followed the driver market. and Yeah. Yeah. As much, but now that he has, uh, become an F1 driver and even the casuals will know who he is, if something happens, it will be immediately in the limelight. Yeah, I think then they will have no choice. But, but I mean, Sunday he, he had a shock. I mean, that is the only person to have a worse day at work than Mazapin on Sunday was the, the captain of the Ever Given ship, which... <laughs> That 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 is, by the way, like undeniably. I love how the whole world has come together and just agreed that that is a hilarious situation. What? You know, the number one the number one trend in the US yeah. was hashtag put it back this morning. <laughs> put Obviously, the ship free. back. There's a there's a there's a there's a, uh, the petition. Yeah, to send them on the ship and get it stuck. My favorite part about that whole ordeal was
0: everyone online giving their two cents about what they would do to get the ship unstuck, like they would. <laughs> As I would if, simply just drive the other way, <laughs> as yeah. if they have like any remote idea how to like unstuck a ship that's stuck in a canal. You know, so that that was a that was a pretty fun thing. They should have just yeah, yeah. They should have just. I think has someone put uh, uh like uh, has someone photoshopped like a like an Aston Martin in in place of the ship because that'd be pretty funny. Just put there's,
1: in, got, there's got to be like an Aston I Martin, like a, you know. You know, in the F1 game, when you hit the wall, when it's like lap invalidated, you've yeah, climbed over the wall. Yeah, that's what I'm to do.
0: I think somebody needs to Photoshop an Aston Martin in 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 place of that ship because oh, that's yeah. about how is, their weekend went.
1: Same color, isn't it? It's the same and sort about, of Just green. about,
0: just about. Yeah, prettiest color, uh, prettiest car on the grid. Uh, but yeah, definitely not the fastest, at least this weekend. Which brings me to. Uh, a segment that I want to introduce every once in a while, and it's called Livery Talk. Hell yeah! Yeah, Livery Talk. Let's talk about liveries for a little bit, and uh, we'll wrap it up. Maybe give our predictions, but uh, for next or for the next race, I guess at at MLA. But look, uh, Ferrari, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing with this new car? Well, it looks like you basically took your car from last year. And then, like, dipped the end of it in cinnamon. (laughs) And it's like some sort of like cinnamon dipped candy chocolate car that's like for sale at some Italian bakery somewhere. I don't know what's going on with that. You don't like it. I don't like it at all. I just, Uh, I don't think it's all right. I just, I, I, I I, I get the idea, which is bring back the Magello tint. Um, Yeah. But I, I just, I, it's just that red with regular red. I don't know man I was you know what I'm biased that 2018 paint job with the gloss mm. is like my most favorite livery and maybe one of maybe one of my most favorite uh, F1 liveries in like this century you know like it just yeah pops so hard it's the first year with that Halo uh, they actually were one of the few teams that used a fend out Halo like putting fins on top of it and then made the Halo really? gloss red and everything I like I that livery that. so much I downloaded the 2018 game last night just to drive that ferrari
1: and i gotta
0: tell you what that game does not the steering is not i don't like it it's weird weird. i played
1: f1 2012 and yeah comparing it to now it's like america it's terrible it's so bad really do you do you you think the ferrari um the worst on the grid
0: i think it's the worst on the grid yeah i like i kind of like every other livery and then Ferrari uh, is just is just kind of like garbage, you know.
1: I, I I can't stand the Williams. I think the, Williams, know, like the Williams so. I think the I can't believe really I'm saying it. it's such a capitalist thing to say. Yeah, yeah. The Williams needs a big sponsor. To me, it needs like a big like the back of the car just has like the the blue and white and the W yeah. the Williams. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just there's nothing there. Yeah, like It's it? like a like a livery you make on on my team on F1. Yeah. F1 2020 it it's so bad i mean the Hass one has actually grown on me yeah a little bit yeah i don't mind it yeah um and the furry one's fine but no, the williams is, is really not
0: good the Hass livery not- the Hass livery is nice i think especially it looks good from the t-cam above when you're looking at the halo like this is cool it's actually one of the cars that I'm like and when the new game comes out I'm like I want to drive this one because it just looks cool it just looks fast looks like a white bullet Williams the Williams livery is like jazz I'm a jazz fan but also at the same time if you come at me and you say I don't like jazz I 100% understand your reason for not (laughs) liking jazz right it's just like I yeah I get it I love it I happen to love it but if you don't I also understand that because for a lot of people it just sounds like noise so that Williams livery is the same thing I like the it's I the like hip, the, the hipster livery. I think it's just yeah. I'm biased because oh oh you want the hipster dick oh come on oh, I deserve it mustache <laughs> and the haircut. Uh, but gotcha. <laughs> I look like I'm directing a film in Williamsburg or something like that. But uh, so I understand <laughs> it. But it, yeah, I I like the yellow. I think again because I'm I'm just biased. The FW14B is like one of my favorite cars of all time. So yeah, I like that that kind of throwback. I do think it kind of looks like there's a there's an airline here in the United States, and it only flies out of, like, Sarasota, Florida, and they're called Allegiant Airlines. And I think that delivery kind of looks like, I'm uh, like a of value jet, like, kind of Allegiant Airlines deal. Um, so that's kind of funny. But other than that, I think everybody else looks really good oh, yeah yeah did you just find it oh, no. if you're listening yeah, if you're listening to this look up allegiant airlines you'll be like oh that's a williams car with wings on it so it's <laughs> i like it though i'm i i you know i and i think i've expressed this to you in private i tend to uh really kind of favor like artistic like risks like i, I like when people kind of take risks uh with with ferrari though it just looks like a just looks like if Helen Keller designed a car. It's like, what are you? <laughs> what are you well, hey, we can't. There's green and like also it looks like a like a like when a five-year-old draws a race car. You know, like a five-year-old. The, 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 the green is the one thing I'll go with <laughs> I don't know what the hell.
1: Yeah, It's like they have some, some flow biz
0: Yeah. on it. Like what the hell is going on there? Yeah. It looks like, like, have you ever had a little kid draw a car and they come out to you and they're like, look at the car I drew. And you're like, this is amazing. But then you look at it and like the whole back of it's like a a different color than the rest and they like changed halfway through and for some reason there's green because it catches your eyes this is
1: so stupid the aerodynamics makes no sense yeah yeah. what
0: you would think. yeah yeah (laughs) this looks like this looks like if a shoe had wheels but this is great johnny but uh yeah no i think everybody else looks really good i like dude i like i love alpine's alpine is my desktop saver right now somebody got a really good shot of the alpine this weekend in bahrain and it's i'll send you the picture after this but it it just looks so
1: good Doodles, so good. Good. French, French Riviera, France as well. Man, so, the, what are you, uh, what are you thinking spell. for for Imola then? What's your, what's your thoughts predictions? There?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know about the whole grid, but one, two, three, I'm gonna go Verstappen, Hamilton, Checo. That's what y-
1: I'm gonna do. Yes, and my because I always have to have like one stupid hot take. Yeah, I'm gonna have both Alpha Tari in the top seven. Ooh. Because they were... That was good. The Alpha was really good around Emilia last season. You know, uh, Kvyat finished fourth. I think Gazi qualified fourth, but he he had some engine trouble he had to retire. Um, and that Alpha only looks better this year. I'm writing so that I'm, down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go super bold. Both Alphas in the top seven. Nice. I I'll like say it. top six, six, but then I think that implies a podium and I can't quite see that. I like uh, it. I think Red Bull have to... I know it's early in the season, but psychologically have to take the win here to, because um, otherwise I think Mercedes will then start getting that confidence and and it will turn into like Red Bull catch a Mercedes where they need to stamp home yeah. their authority a little bit more. Yeah. yeah,
0: Assuming Red Bull has a plan for their car for the rest of this year to kind mm. of finish strong, uh, I think they're in it. I think they're in it and they've got a shot as oh, long yeah. as they play their strategies right. Uh, they've got to learn, Verstappen's got to learn, uh, how to stretch his tires like Lewis does. He's almost there, but this weekend they didn't have the strategy down. They didn't have enough set of, they didn't have enough hard tires for him on Sunday. Mm. Uh, so I think he was like one set of hard tires down compared to, to Lewis. Uh, so for whatever reason, he didn't have the, the extra set of hards at his disposal like Lewis did. So I think they've got the car this year, if they can keep up with the strategy, Uh, Because Mercedes is just is always going to have something going on there, you know. So I think they're going to be good to go. Um, I think I think Norris is going to go P four again, and I think that Bottas is going to be P five. I don't think this is a good track for Bottas. He didn't have a good. He didn't look good in MLL
1: last year. He was unlucky though. I mean, he had damage from the first second lap. Yeah, I think he had had a front wing stuck under him. I don't know. Who knows? In the crazy crazy world of football what's it's all happen? a toss-up baby it. that is why we love the sport
0: you know yeah. at the end of the day all you've got is formula one and jasmine rice just hell yeah <laughs> the jasmine rice pod. man we're we should have settled on that uh, we just should have cut we're <laughs> just gonna keep on bringing up jasmine rice and if you get it you get it and if you don't you're out babies it doesn't even matter
1: look we're good i'm gonna reach out to every single rice company, Instagram food, rice company, I can, and desperately try and get a rice sponsor for the next that show. That would be- It would be my my personal goal. I think we
0: should, throughout the course of the show, we should definitely just try to garner as many unrelated sponsors as we possibly can, Hell just yeah. like the race cars, because you look at the race cars, you're just like, why, does, why is this a sponsor? Why is like a company that makes like olives for martinis, like a sponsor for a race, you know? Just- what? I mean, what what the hell is an Alpha Tauri? I don't know what that product is. <laughs> build-a-bear. You're like looking at a car. You're like, build-a-bear? Like, what? <laughs> I love you that. Got, like, <laughs> for, I don't know if uh, they're a, a sponsor of dams this year, but uh, F2, like KFC Indonesia is like a sponsor, which is hilarious. Yeah, that
1: Playboy was a, was a sponsor, I think, in yeah. F3. MTV Can you t- imagine like like Magnum condoms, Red Bull Racing? Yeah. That would be, that would be a delivery I'd like to see.
0: Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be, that'd be great. MTV was a sponsor. <laughs> I think MTV sponsored the car of the uh, gentleman who lost his life in uh, at Emla in 94, if I'm not mistaken, the weekend that Senna did. He was driving like an MTV Ra- car. Ra- Ratzberger, I think his name was. Yeah, Roland Ratzberger. Uh, yeah. I think he was driving an, an MTV car. If you're listening, fact check us on that, because I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up after. But like, yeah, MTV
1: was a sponsor for a while so it's kind the of weirdest, a, it's kind of a the, weirdest, the weirdest one I ever saw was it a, a Toyota a Toyota or it might have been a Force India was sponsored by like Chelsea FC like the football club <laughs> like what's who's watching that and like yeah you know what I am gonna support that football team yeah. because it's like, on oh, a car what strange sponsor that is
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man we're just gonna have t-shirts but and just they're Hell gonna yeah. have our sponsors on them we'll, we'll wear them every single show and we'll just grow yeah, more and more now. sponsors on our sleeves. And you'll just be watching and being like, what are those sponsors for? It's like, that's for this slipstream, baby. All right, James. What you <laughs> brought to you by Jasmine cool. Rice. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Ben's. And Uncle Ben's. And for whatever reason. And also PlayStation.
1: Why not? PlayStation.
0: And Masters, please. And Honda Engines. And Fan Attack sponsor us we need new sim regs oh my let's god
1: please fan Effect. I'm on my knees here please
0: let's do it James it's been real any other uh, any other last words before we wrap up this episode uh,
1: uh, please Mazapin, just keep it on the track complete one lap next week hey or in three weeks time That's Mazepin week. keep your
0: hands and your wheels to yourself you know what I'm saying and then you're good baby yes sir keep your hands and your wheels to yourself <laughs> and you're all good you're you're made in the say. don't get killed by John Wick You know, then maybe, hell yeah, maybe just don't get killed by John Wick. Keep your hands and wills to yourself, and we're all good. That's the last (laughs) word on this week's Slipstream podcast. We'll see you after Imola in three weeks, and until next time, everybody, keep pushing.